What's up, TRP? I love you guys. I've been thinking about this this talk for for a bit now, and I haven't really quite figured out how to how to uh, how to express some of the things that I'm thinking. Uh, but I want to give it a go. I've, I've been watching a lot of local sermons here over the last couple weeks, mainly because I want to see how uh, local pastors are dealing with the unrest in our country and now even globally. Uh, due to the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery, uh, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd, and, and to see how or if they were addressing this this unrest due to racial injustice and uh, how they were explaining or engaging with uh, the riots and the protests and the demonstrations and how they were uh, maybe even interacting with some of the things that our president is is saying but mainly I wanted to see if, if they were going to stand in solidarity with their black and brown brothers and sisters or if this would be another case where things just went under the radar and we stayed silent because that's usually what white majority evangelical churches do. And the other day I, I was actually sent a, a little clip of a video that was uh, released earlier today. And in this video, it, it's, a, it's a friend of mine who is a pastor in a different congregation uh, in a different state. And he is, he's going hard uh, in a white majority church. He's addressing the things that needed to be addressed. He is saying that uh, what has happened to George Floyd is an atrocity and it should not have happened and we should not be in a situation where these types of things can happen. And he was, he was identifying racism and power structures. And it was, it was a very good, very pointed message for a community that might not typically engage in that sort of dialogue. The only thing that he did not say and I, I don't want to fault him for this because his context is very different than ours, which is the point why I'm telling you this story. He did not say Black Lives Matter. And as I'm watching this, that was one of my first thoughts, what he, what he did not say, even though understanding like it was, it was good, it was powerful, it was needed. Uh, the people in the congregation, they, they will be moved and they will be appreciative of the, of the affirmation that he was giving to the black and brown community uh, that's a part of the church and, and even beyond. But I began to think about the differences between TRP and this other context. Because for me, I can say Black Lives Matter and it's, it's a no-brainer. And I don't have to unpack for you why saying all lives matter is, is diminishing and derogatory and, and something that's not helpful to further dialogue whatsoever. And as Carl Lentz of Hillsong, New York City would say, anyone with half a brain would think that all lives matter. But that's not the point because we have a community of people who are grieving and hurting and and and. It is a true statement that in our uh, space, their lives have proven to be of uh, lesser worth than white lives. And we can say these sorts of things. And I know that on the other side of the camera, you're nodding and you're thinking, yep, absolutely. That makes sense. I've seen it. I, I understand uh, racism and I, I probably have participated it at in it at some point in my life, but I'm moving away from that. We need to continue to call these things out, move and, and whatever. And I know that, that our context is very different because of the things that we're able to say. I, this was also pointed out to me a few weeks ago after the sermon that we did on Ahmaud Arbery and, and Breonna Taylor. 
uh, where you know we were saying things that were that were focused and that were pointed and that were uh, calling out racism and white supremacy and attempting to move us to become uh, anti-racist in our in our language and in our conversations and in our actions. Um, and one of the the points of feedback to me after that sermon was, yeah, it was it was good. It was really good. Um, but I don't know if we need to hear that. And it wasn't said in an arrogant sort of way. It just, it kind of was like the people of, of TRP as a community, like we're, we're, we, we get that. We, we have been there for years now. We've been reading books. We've been having conversations. We've invited panel uh, discussions. We've watched documentaries. We've, we've really attempted to engage ourselves in learning about not only our history uh, here on the Eastern Shore, but also uh, at, at a larger level what um, racism is and how white majority churches have often been complicit in that uh, furthering of, of racism by usually by not addressing it at all or by skirting the difficult issues and resorting to language that's unhelpful such as all lives matter. But I began to think, okay, well if that's the case where this isn't really for us, and I guess, uh, granted, uh, sometimes the messages that I'm preaching, I'm hoping that they go outside of the walls of TRP to appeal to a different audience, a a different uh, people that might not be hearing some of those pointed phrases in in their churches uh, or people that are de-churched that have walked away because they spent a lot of time in white majority evangelical churches that would not engage difficult topics. And I want them to to know that there are um, churches out there that are putting in, in the work and attempting to see what Jesus means for our lives here in the 21st century in our completely divided American context. But I also began to think, well, what does it look like for me to address the people of TRP? And what would a sermon from me to them be? What what, what are the things that that need to be said to us? Because it is the case uh, that too often we can look back and say, yep, we've read those books and yep, we've had those conversations and yep, we've been watching those documentaries and maybe even, yep, gone to those protests and held those signs and stood on the side of Route 13 and, and we've done that. We're social advocate, just superstars here. Uh, we are, are doing all of, all of the work for justice that needs to be done and we don't need to, to learn or grow at all. And I'm wondering like, well, what's, what's the message to us? Because sermons, they're personal. Uh, and when done well, and, and maybe some of my sermons are not done well, uh, maybe, <laughs> a lot, okay. But what I mean is uh, sometimes my audience, it's, it's going beyond you. Uh, but when done well, a sermon is, is personal. It's a communication from, from the pastor or, for, or from, from the person with the microphone to the people in the seats. And here it is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach you a message that's really short and I just want you to sit with it and, and wrestle with it. And honestly, I want, I want the spirit of the, of the risen Christ to so invade your, your lives that you can't escape what I'm about to say and hopefully it will fuel you in the days and weeks and months ahead, whether we are talking about um, social justice issues 
whether we are talking about faith in general, whether we are talking about any number of things. I, I want to be able to speak this to you and I want you to be able to hear it and I want the spirit of the living Christ to, to, to make this pertinent for you. Here's the sermon. Keep going. Now, I, I want to pause here for a second because I've seen things over the last few weeks that have inspired me. I, I keep hearing rhetoric that change is impossible. And when I look at our community, I, I see faces that defy that statement. I see lifelong Mennonites posting on Facebook about justice for Brianna Taylor. And I recognize that five or six or seven years ago, that post would not have been made. Now, I wanna stand over here and say, absolutely. Shares and likes and posts, they are not the sum total of our advocacy work, but I also want to recognize the risk taken there and recognize the growth that was demanded for that to happen. I've also seen local business owners who five or six or seven years ago would not have participated in Blackout Tuesday, yet this time around, in light of all of the things that are going on and in light of all of the conversations that they've been having uh, with, with friends and with, with some of you, that they have moved from a place where five or six or seven years ago they would not have made that uh, made that move online and changed their their business uh, profile picture to uh, the Blackout Tuesday picture, but yet now they have. And I want to I want to pause here and say that sort of growth and that movement from point A to point B that is not something to to diminish. It's beautiful, in fact. And we've seen these sorts of stories that have unfolded, not just online, although since we're living in quarantine, that's a large majority of my stories right now are, are online. People who have been silent in the past are finding their voice now and they're beginning to articulate themselves well uh, and they're passionate about um, people and about unity and about inclusion and about justice and they're not taken any crap from anybody else. When they see things unfolding that are just thinly veiled racist statements, they show up and they begin to systematically dismantle them in the name of Jesus. And it's awesome to see because five or six or seven years ago, they would not have done that, but now they are and they find themselves in a new place with a new message because the spirit of the living Christ has grabbed them and moved them to a different, uh, to a different place in their spiritual journeys and in their in their spiritual transformation. They have moved from point A to point B. And here's the sermon for all of those people that have moved, myself included, because 10 to 15 years ago, I would not have been saying most of the things that I do say now. Here's my message to all of us. Keep going. The work is not done, far from it. Now here's the exciting part is that each and every one of us, we offer a very different uh, 
place in life and a very different set of unique skills. I know that you're thinking about Liam Neeson right there, and I didn't mean that to come out like it did, but I said it and here we are, but whatever. You have a unique set of skills. Hopefully they're not the same as Liam Neeson's, but whatever. Okay, um, we all have these, these things that we contribute, keep going. Do not rest on a share or a post or a comment or a like. Do not rest on you You didn't protest before, but now you've gone to one. Do not rest on you used to be silent and now you speak. Do not rest on any sort of change that you have experienced because the call in following Jesus is to keep going wherever it is that you are led to go. And this is where it's gonna be different for different people because people do have different passions and different, um, I, I don't wanna say capabilities, they have different uh, just interests, they have different um, things that, that fuel their, their, their souls. And this should not be expected that everyone is gonna contribute in the exact same way. But wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you've been called to be, keep going because following Jesus demands that of you. We are not done yet. We cannot pat ourselves on the back because we have a context where we can say uh, difficult things and you on the other side of the camera, you're okay with that. I want us to also be a community that not only nods our heads and, and likes and shares and stands with signs, I want us to be a community that is engaged that is, that is vocal for change, that lives out this, this passion for justice in ways that are tangible, where we begin to partner with, with nonprofits or we begin to um, even place ourselves in different contexts to have different conversations, to, to continue to learn and grow, but also to do something that needs to be done that oftentimes is not being done by the church. Keep going. I've seen growth. I've seen transformation. I've seen people moving from, from top to bottom, TRP. You are moving and you are growing and you are, you are being shaped by the things that, that you are uh, placing in your lives, the books that you're reading, the conversations that you're having, the documentaries that you're watching. You are being shaped. You are learning. You are growing. The prayers that you are praying are more weighty now. They have more depth now the, the theological claims that you hold for yourself, they're different now and they're causing you to live differently now and that is absolutely beautiful, but keep going. We are not done yet. It's a simple sermon and my prayer is that those two words so invade your heart and your soul that you cannot shake them even if you wanted to. On the moments when you feel tired and you feel like you just want to give up, I want you to hear the words whispered from the resurrected Jesus himself saying, keep going. Because there's work, there's work 
for you to do and there's work for us to do because it doesn't take much to look around our communities and see the hurt and see the pain and recognize that it must stop and that we can play a role in that TRP keep going. God, we ask that we would be bold, that we would be convicted, that we would be encouraged, and that we would trust that you will lead and guide us and that we will keep going. We pray these things in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen.